Stages of Flow, Part 3. Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I'm Stephanie Costello, a mom of three, wife, and avid mountaineer. Beyond all of these, I am, very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to you Gian Pietro, who is a husband, a father, a friend, and a person who wants to be of value to others by means of genuine conversation or simply by empathic listening. He believes that conversations can be powerful and even instrumental for alleviating pain and trauma. Gian Pietro was born in Peru and was raised in both Peru and Los Angeles, California. He served in the U.S. Army for three years and served a combat tour in Afghanistan. He's lived through happy and fulfilling experiences in his life and through painful and traumatic ones too. He was diagnosed with PTSD a few years ago after his combat experience. Today, he loves being that listening ear for anyone who gives him the opportunity to listen to them as they share their unique life story. All right, all right. Welcome to the Intimacy Truth Podcast, where we have our co-host, uh, Mr. John Pietro. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back. Yes, thank you. And I'm super excited uh, to get into our stage three of the cycle of flow. And again, those of you who have listened in the la- for the last two episodes, thank you for being here and committing and being determined and resilient to overcome your challenges and uh, really work through the state with us um in a in a way that is beneficial to you and that's really our goal here is to help this make your life easier so you can find that information that you need to make connect those dots and and make those uh or live your life by by your design and not by anybody else's yes wonderful i'm just thinking like all these ideas are coming to my head i want to share all this stuff because this is the part that i'm really really excited about Mm. to being able to be in the moment to be able to be in that state where like wow they call it the sweet spot you know (laughs) like we're like i can do this uh possibilities are endless and i love that part of flow which is it well so we're in the the third phase uh, or stage is the state of flow right and one of the things that is interesting is if you think about when we were talking about the state of release you might have felt that state of release and if you've come back thank you for coming back because there probably is some that may not have come back and then when you get to that state of uh did i say release i meant to say struggle and then when you get to that state of release, it's like, oh yeah, finally a little bit freer and we're figuring this you know, whole struggle versus release stuff out. And now we're in that state of flow and just being here and us talking about the state of flow, you're also on that journey with us in being in that state of flow in your own way. Uh, so I think that's really fascinating how us talking about it is, is allowing that uh, creation of that state of flow. Yes, I love it. I, I, uh after going through all these steps of course flow it's it's beautiful i like how my wife uh tells me that you're in your element right now like you know i'm doing things and i just like i'm so full of energy and uh i live for those moments yes can you give us an example of a moment for you that might be a state of flow for you 
It's, for example, I, for a long time, I, I've always said I want to be a public speaker. Mm. But then I, ha I have all these uh, ideas that get in my mind, you know, well, you have an accent, English is not your first language, uh, you don't have enough education, all this, uh, I'm not enough. Jargon, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I find myself in a place and people ask me for, hey, tell me your life story or tell me something about this issue that is going on. And then an hour later, I find myself, <laughs> uh, not that I'm just like regurgitating and speaking stuff, like people are interested at the edge of their seat. And yeah. it's just like, I was born for this. And then I get this feeling of everything that I think I'm not, I've been and I am, and, and I am this thing. But I get so focused on my accent, my education, uh, people will not approve of me, they will not like me, I'm too short, all these different things. It's like they go out there because I've already done it and I can do it again. Mm. I love that. And uh, so exciting. I was like really picturing you in your state of flow, like up there on a stage, talking to a bunch of people and getting all that really amazing feedback. Um, one of the things that are when I'm in a good state of flow and I'm really in that uh, in that zone is holding space for people, giving people that opportunity to really be trusting and vulnerable. Um, for example, before my meme died, uh, one of the things that I did for her was I would braid her hair every single day for like for a lot of the time before she passed away. And I remember telling my mother-in-law that before she died, like maybe once or twice. And she's, she was saying actually in the last few days of her, of her life, my mother-in-law, she was saying, you know, I just remember you telling me this story about you taking care of your meme before she passed away. She's like, it was maybe like two sentences, but I will always remember that. And so what, she, what that did for her was give her the opportunity to trust in me to actually care for her and hold space for her in that time of need. Um, and one of the things that I found before she was, uh, before she was not able to communicate was that she was worried about there's so much to do at the house and there's so much to do, right? I have so much left to do. And it's like, mom, you're, you're, you're worrying about all these things and you're wasting precious moments of this time you have left. And so in being able to help her with that awareness, I was able to give her that space to be trusting and vulnerable and be herself and stop the worry um, be present in those moments, those moments where fear can really take over. Uh, so that's a, a state of flow for me, helping other people find that state of flow. And when we're in that flow together, when they do let go of that struggle and that they get yeah. to that state of release. And she did get into a few states of flow where she was able to feel the love and the energy and, and the experience before she passed away. It was really incredible to help her get to that state of flow as well. I love this. And, you know, this, this concept or idea of being able mm. to hold space for another person or for ourselves, one of the, the way people describe flow is the space of timelessness. So yeah. timeless is not an issue at that moment. And you could hold space for someone for a, a very long time until that moment has passed uh, or, or yeah. find yourself doing stuff. And it's like, oh, my gosh, it's already been half an hour, an hour. Where did the time go? I mean, we've all said that before. Where did the time go? Yeah. Or even when we're driving, when we forget like where we were and we can't quite remember, you know, where the entire ride is because right. we were in this state of flow. And hopefully yes. the state of flow was useful <laughs> because sometimes those those driving states of flow can be numbing out or um, just kind of this out of body experience that all of a sudden we get to where we are. It's like muscle memory. 
uh, yeah. kicks, kicks in. But for me, when I'm driving and I get that opportunity to <clears throat> sort of have this out of body experience, mm-hmm. um, this, this, I'm looking at that, what you were just referring to the richness, the great ideas, the pattern recognition, the linking of ideas, all kicking into high gear. Again, we're, we're, pulling some good information out of the Unleash the Peak Performer Within You by Steve Adams, who owns um, the Tiger Performance Institute. Tiger? The Tiger Performance Institute, yes. Uh, And so it's just incredible when you do make all those connections, that state of flow is something that's so uh, freeing to experience unless you're stuck in that state of survival mode, then sometimes that state of flow can be challenging. And that's why there are stages to it, you know, yeah. like if you're open to it, you, okay, you go through all the stages and once you get to the state of flow, it's like, mm. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I arrived. And one of the way they describe also uh, flow, it's uh, when the inner creator goes to sleep, you know, and it's just you in the moment, folk, just doing what you're doing and there's no inner critic. And I love that mm. part of being in flow. I can tell, I can tell you one of my struggles with being in flow. And I think it's just a uh, craving for supporting people and loving mm-hmm. to support people. When I'm in my state of flow by myself, I sometimes hate it. <laughs> I sometimes like, I crave to have that state of flow with other people. And mm-hmm. um, so I recognize that um, it's okay to have a state of flow by myself. So when I do crave that state of flow and I'm not able to have it with others, I might go hiking or, uh, you know, get into that zone in a way that is uh, suitable to me and only me, because I'm what what what's suitable to me is different than everybody else and, and vice versa. And so there's all these different variations of how we can get into flow. Yes, but knowing that it is possible, and this is why I love that what we're doing, and yeah. telling people this is possible. And I can guarantee you, most of you listening, have been in that space mm-hmm. you know time time goes by when you're having fun we've said mm-hmm. that in, in in everyday language yeah uh, so I, I love it i love it absolutely um so i'm curious to continue the conversation around uh how to get in that state of focus i'm sure people are wondering like okay well if i've gotten there naturally then getting there uh, deliberately is probably, there's a process and a structure that we should, uh, should mm-hmm. you know, follow. But again, it's important to remember that my state of flow and my process into getting into my state of flow is gonna be very different than everybody else because our nervous system uh, all functions very differently. Mm-hmm. And um, so are we, are we talking about preparation leading up to, to the state of flow? Like uh, yep. there are some, you can There's have a, a deliberate state of flow where you're intending it. You don't necessarily need to meet that. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to struggle to get there. For example, like um, before a baseball team starts a game or something, there might be this struggle, quote unquote struggle in the beginning because they're warming up their muscles, right? And they're ready. They're getting ready to experience that release. And then that stage of flow. So they get that release because they've warmed up their muscles. They're ready to begin the inning and then they get into their state of flow. Um, right. So there's that same process with emotions and behaviors and communication. Right. Uh, definitely. Uh, preparation, uh, physiological preparation mm. towards that end. It's uh, definitely what we want people to strive towards. But sometimes it does happen without the preparation because 
of something that you said earlier, uh, muscle memory, right? Yeah. Uh, we need to trust that our bodies are going to do what they need to do in order to survive. I mean, there's so many things that our body does. I mean, you don't just wake up in the morning and say, heart beat, yeah. uh, you know? Yeah. There's so many things going on and there's different systems in the body that do things automatically. And there are some mm -hmm. things that we can train our body to, to develop and to be there. I mean, this is what athletes do. I mean, this is why we watch the Olympics. It's just yeah. like people are at the edge of failure, about to do something difficult. And then all of a sudden they do it. And we're like, wow, yeah. look at that. <laughs> and we're like experiencing this state of flow by watching them. And sometimes that exactly. can be not necessarily productive though, because if you're watching somebody in that state of flow, then you can ex experience that same, uh, not nearly as intense, but that same feeling of, release you can get that release by watching and so then we can get sucked at uh, into watching tv and sports and watching everybody else succeed because it feels good watching people succeed but it's not quite the same when we're doing it ourselves right i mean we could spend our whole life watching other people live right whereas we can say me too yes if another, if another human being can't do it then there's a possibility that i can do it and yeah the possibility is always there Yes. And, and uh, to give, to go back a little bit again, for those people who are like, but I have, I'm drowning in the middle of the ocean without any resources. Uh, Jim Piero and I both have, were diagnosed with PTSD. Me five years ago. How about for you? I think it was uh, official diagnosis 2014. Okay. So a little bit longer than mm -hmm. yes. Yep. And so um, we've been there. <laughs> we've been there where we felt like we were drowning. And, and I'm so glad and grateful to report that I haven't quite been in a place in a very long time, uh, at least a year now, a year and a half of that state of drowning. Um, I've, I've gotten to a place in my life where I recognize, um, I actually have my little notes here, that every emotion has an action urge associated with it. Um, emotions are designed to inform us of what action we should take, but sometimes, you know, so to go back to like explaining that state of struggle that I recall experiencing when I was first diagnosed, it was, it was like these emotions that are so overwhelming and these emotions were screaming, run, there's a lion that's going to eat you. You're going to die. Run away about from everything, run away from the grocery store, run away from your kids, run away from your husband, run away from your family. All of this, like nervous autonomic nervous system reactions that have just been out of control and at that point I felt like I had no one I didn't even feel like I could confidently be myself um, and I've learned over the last five years how to tell that response to be like Shh. <laughs> you're wrong this is not the time where yeah. I need to run away I can go to the grocery store and my kids can give me a hug without me jolting because they're holding a certain part of my body or whatever it might be right and i had to retrain my body into a state of flow out of that state of survival and into that state of struggle uh thrival exactly and and, and it's available to all of us yeah of course you know our body changes over time and whatnot but we're not stuck we're not trees mm. we're not planted you know we, we can always move a little bit and what as i read the book also there's a one of the I don't want to say if it's advice, but one of the one of the things in the book that I read was like the importance of movement. Movement is so important for the body. Mm. If you're feeling stuck, move a little. 
you're not going to learn how to do whatever you want to do overnight. But being open to the possibility that you can do something and start moving in that direction, it will compound over time. And then you can do so many great things and you can just be proud of yourself and admire yourself. We all have it, I believe. Yes. Do you remember those times where you broke out of those that state of survival and was able to start feeling that thrival? Yes. Uh, I mean, it's taking a lot of work. It's taking a lot of reading. It's taking therapy. It's taking yeah. uh, religious experiences. Uh, yeah. it, it's taking all kinds of different uh, things, but I've been open to all the possibilities. I remember so when I was in the military, I went to, to war and I saw people get hurt. Uh, particularly, I saw children get hurt. And I couldn't be around children without getting triggered. Like I would go to the store and I would go walk by the children's section where the diapers were. Mm-hmm. And I would start like my body would started like tingle and I would get teary eyed and uh, overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. my therapist even helped me with exposure therapy. He would take me to places like a market. Oh, wow. And he said, wherever you need, wherever you feel that feeling, be with it. Don't run away from it. So that's exposure therapy. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's great. And that was a huge step for me to reintegrate myself into my day-to-day uh, activities. But now I, I can say that most of it is gone, but it's, it's, it, it's a lot of work and now I don't get stopped by situations where like I get triggered by a memory or a physical mm-hmm. reaction. Now I'm like, okay, breathe, breathe. For some reason, it's always like the solution is always breathe mm-hmm. <laughs> because I feel like your stuck. life source. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I feel like, uh, and you will see most people who are struggling with something like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. relax your face, smile, breathe. And uh, it's a, what do you call it? A reverse feed, feed, feedback mechanism mm-hmm. that if you you don't feel like doing it, your, your body's not going to show it. But if you do it with your body, somehow it reverses and it makes you feel those feelings of happiness and joy and relaxation. So you know why they say fake it until you make it? it? It sort of works. You know, if you're not feeling confident, you know, you're act as if, you know, mm-hmm. stand up straight, smile, breathe. And put some life source into you. You know, the, the word inspiration comes from the Latin word inspirare, which means to breathe life into. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So, yeah, be inspired. And, yes. and, and beauty is all around. Again, I quoted Van Gogh the other day. If you're seeking for beauty, you will find it. Yes. And same thing uh, when I spoke to motivation, how motivation is fed by fear. Um, inspiration is from within and it and that's the life that's that you were just referring to and, and really breathing that life uh, or bringing that breath into life and yeah. making yourself feel alive um, and I want to also say these uh, stories are our our uh, our stories our examples things that helped us so if you're really struggling and you are not able to leave your house because you're so triggered or um, you're having these challenges, don't go and try to and give yourself that exposure therapy on your own. Like as Jim Pietro said, he had somebody helping him work through that. It is very important that you have the right helper to help you navigate that. And if you're wondering uh, who's the right helper for me or, or how do I find them? 
I have a free opportunity where you can reach out at safetyandfreedom.com, uh, give us a call or pick a time to uh, learn more. Where, and if, we, if we're a good fit, we'll invite you to uh, take advantage of some of the resources we offer. And if we're not a good fit, then we will refer you to somebody who may be. Um, or to some opportunities or whatever it might be. Now, if anyone's interested in communicating with Jim Piero because you love what he has to say, Jim Piero, how can people connect with you? So uh, my email, uh, yes. should I spell it out? Yes, my, my email. Okay, my, my email is my name, uh, G-I-A-M-P-I-E-R-O at S-C-A-T-T-O-L-O-N.com. It's my first and then my, my last name. Yes, I love it. And stay tuned for that fourth phase. Don't don't end at the flow because there's so much more that is really important to help the whole process and doing it in a good, healthy, functioning way for you and your body. Talk soon.